With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. It's sad that there's, you know, 268 games down and one to go. Is that it? How many are there? No, because there yeah. was 267, 269 games down and one to go now. Well, there's 13 playoff games. Yeah, it's two fifty six plus thirteen, so it's two. Oh, I was right. Yeah. Two sixty eight down, yeah. one to go. We're not a math podcast. Are they pl- are they playing the Pro Bowl this year? I don't even know. No, they're doing. They're doing. They're just announcing the teams, and then they're actually playing like a video game, uh, a Madden Pro Bowl game or something. Like are the players, the players are not going to Florida or, or Hawaii or wherever. No, there's a, there's a virtual honor honor. What is what is. Which, is the the basketball like they're uh, they're trying to make an all star game, but if they don't, they're still going to announce all star teams. I'm sure, right? Well, so that's what they did this year in football, and it actually means more this year than it does in the last few years because usually half the guys drop out, and so they get to like you know alternate number six, and so that's why you have like virtually every everybody's a Pro Bowler at one point or another. Right. This year, right. there's no alternates, so being a Pro Bowler this year is actually more impressive. That's true. That's a good point. Although I don't think the Jets would have had even with twenty alternates, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I've not watched, I think, a play of the Pro Bowl since I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was a very exciting idea. Just the idea of like the helmets yeah. and you know the All Star games when you're a kid are the, like one of the more exciting things about sports. It was very when I used to go to camp, I would like be more upset about missing the All Star game than about like not being able to watch the Met games. Well, yeah, because you know, fifty Met games don't really make a difference in the middle of July. But the All Star game was a cool thing when we were kids. I, have I discussed that? I, we would get the newspaper in camp. Like there was, there was one New York Times delivered to my camp, but it usually did not have the – once in a while I would have the day scores if there was a 1 o'clock game. Okay. But then my dad, who was who worked in camp all those years from 1990 – I mean, he still does, but from when I was there, 1990-2000, uh, he would drive out to get coffee, like a 12-, 15-minute drive to like the local convenience store, and he'd get bring me back a paper, and I would have a paper. Yeah, you've talked about this. Yeah. All right. If I talked about it, I talked about it. Uh, but you know what we didn't talk about is the Hall of Fame. I said, let's let's come on after the Hall of Fame. We could talk about that. Since Listen, people don't need our takes on exactly what happened on Football Sunday. There's 10,000 places you could get that. Yeah. I'd rather preview the Super Bowl than review. Yeah, here, this is, this is the one thing I want to say. If your opinion about Tom Brady changed, like the breadth of Tom Brady's career because of Sunday, yeah. you're a moron. All right, we've seen him play 330 games or whatever, right? Like, 
the, the mm-hmm. one game doesn't change how good he is. That it's so stupid. And like I had to hear these idiots like I, opining. I hear what you're saying, but I also think had we said in August, like Brady's going to make the Super Bowl with the Bucks, you would have been like, wow, that does help his legacy because like it takes a little bit away from, from a narrative legacy perspective. Fine, but I don't care about that. Like when I judge a player, I judge their performance, and I don't increase it or decrease it based on the performance of others. Right? Like LeBron James's career would not be one iota better if he had not or worse if he had not won the the finals with cleveland which he wouldn't have done if any one of a million things don't happen if you know kevin love doesn't you know manage to stop stephen curry on that one defensive stop or if kyrie Irving doesn't hit that one three or if if draymond green doesn't hit uh, hit a guy on the balls like i judge a player based on their own performance and brady had a good first half yesterday he had an abysmal second half his team is going to the super bowl because of 53 players and mostly actually because of one coach on the other team but um you know yeah. Anyways, that's all I have to say. My opinions about Brady or not. Right, right. I mean, and right. Brady definitely did get outplayed by Rodgers, but I don't think that's a debate. Yeah. Well, Rodgers. Did you see Rodgers' numbers in? So Rodgers is now one and four in NFC Championship games, and he before this game he had six touchdowns, seven picks, and I think he went three and one. So now he's at nine touchdowns, eight picks in five uh, NFC Championship games, which is pretty bad. So you know you can blame McCarthy and you can blame Lafleur and you can blame whoever you want, but like you know, uh, Rodgers has not played great overall in the conference championship. I would agree. I, I, I'd like to look at Rodgers' complete numbers. Maybe that's a segue. We could talk about, or maybe that's. A, we'll get into that at the end. But you have you have playoff MVPs, NFL playoff MVPs. From yeah, so I don't like in in all sports in, in in basketball especially I don't like how they do finals MVP Super Bowl MVP because that's mm-hmm. one game and why don't you judge somebody on the entire cumulative performance up till that point? This is this is a time to give Tom Brady some respect. So Tom Brady, unsurprisingly, has yeah, the most uh, cumulative uh, Chester playoff MVP points of all time. Yeah, well, uh, you, so you're giving out like firsts and seconds and thirds. Yeah, and I give first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. So Brady's only been the playoff MVP once, according to me in his six Super Bowls, six Super Bowl wins. But he's been second three times, third two times for 41 cumulative points, uh, right ahead of Joe Montana, who has two firsts and two seconds, but uh, only makes those four appearances. And then in third place is Emmett Smith, who has three appearances, and he won three times. So Emmett Smith, the only three-time Chester playoff MVP in NFL history. Wow. Uh, you want to? Can I tell you who the two-timers are? Yeah, who are the two-timers? Uh, it's, it's Joe Montana. Okay. Franco Harris. Sure. Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Bart Starr. Mm-hmm. Terrell Davis. Okay. And Eli Manning. Oh, wow. Look, look at Eli. Eli, say what you will, but the two years they won the Super Bowl, he was very good. You know, I mean, they had a great defense, obviously, and other things, but cumulatively, over the course of the four playoff games that they played, I gave it to Eli both those years. So, congrats, Eli. Uh, who are the most obscure people to get it, especially recently? T- to win an MVP altogether. Yeah, please. Um, Ty Law got it one year for the Pats. Ronnie Harrison got it one year for the Pats. I mean, they're not... which year did Ty Law get it? The first Brady Super Bowl. Yeah, Ty Law. I gave it to Ty Law in 2003, the second Pat Super Bowl. I, you know, I was thinking. I, I, I said this to my wife yesterday that we were seniors in high school when Brady was a rookie, right? You don't think that's crazy? Like we were seniors in high school, and he still, yeah. he's in, he's he was in the Super Bowl. What was essentially our freshman year in college, although we didn't go to college right after high school, yeah. and. Now we're like insanely old, over the hill, washed up people. Yeah, uh, six years younger than him, uh, and uh, and he's still in the freaking Super Bowl. It's crazy. Yes, the the success that he's had in his career is very impressive in a team sport. You well, know, he, he was... I don't know what my wife's saying, but I think she's also agreeing that I'm washed up. Mm, yeah, no, you definitely are. 
Um, but like, think about like who was in the 2000 World Series, right? Yeah. Like, imagine if Rick Reed was still going. You know. Oh, oh Sony Michelle was a Chester Plaff MVP one year. In the past. Wow. I mean, last year was Mahomes. Uh, Sony Michelle was uh, two years ago. He had yeah. 345 yards and six touchdowns. Edelman was second on my ballot. Edelman didn't score any touchdowns, but he had uh, he he had the, he had the big catch in the Super Bowl, obviously, and then he had uh, he had 400 yards total. And then I had Brady third. Brady for the playoffs had two touchdowns and three interceptions. So again, he won a Super Bowl, but two touchdowns, three interceptions. It's hard to you know go crazy with those numbers. Yeah, is there anybody who never won it that you were surprised? Oh, by the way, Anthony Carter won it for the Vikings in 87. That's a surprise since they, you know, lost in the NFC Championship game. Oh, but of he, course. Everyone's surprised that you gave it to a Viking. Why? I'm I'm, I'm extraordinarily unbiased when it comes to my awards. Please. Everyone you knows know, that. Everybody does. Chris Carter. You know how many times I, Chris Carter was a Chester Pro Bowler? Only three. Three times he was the fifth best player in well, the conference. Well, the NFC, um, the NFC receivers were just obscene. Yeah. Though. No, but Anthony Carter in three playoff games in 1987 had 420 yards. And two touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? And they lost because Darren Nelson dropped the wide open ball in the end zone. But, uh, you know, second was Doug Williams, who won the Super Bowl for Washington. But Doug Williams wasn't that great in the playoffs that year. He had a 48% completion percentage, you know? Mm-hmm. So my son is getting very upset here. What what other, what other what, so what else are we, what are we talking about here? Are we t- previewing the Super Bowl already? Uh well ha- well let's no we're not, we don't have to preview the Super Bowl now. It's great how we have um, a podcast and we make no plans what we're going to talk about. Good job, Ios. Um no we have we have plans. Well I want to talk about the Hall of Fame because the baseball Hall of Fame. We're yeah baseball Hall of Fame. We're both well let's talk about both actually while we're here we can talk about both since the. Kurt Schilling posted a very whiny Facebook message. She wants to be off the ballot next year. Yeah they already said they're going to consider it. I think they'll do it. I which I think is crazy. I think he had a really good chance to make it next year. No he would have went down from this year because look at all these guys who um, wanted who retroactively regretted voting. No uh, if if it was so important to make the Hall of Fame which I guess it's not but if his whole goal was to make the Hall of Fame, I mean now you could say this about Trump like if he just deleted his Twitter account he would be in the Hall of Fame, right? So, like, if he stopped during Hall of Fame voting, if he stopped being political, he'd make it. Yeah, but that's not who he is. Oh, I understand. I'm just saying, like, and, and he said he'll make it in the Veterans Committee. I guess he will, right? Yeah. The day he dies, they should put him in the Hall of Fame. Don't let him have the joy, personally, mm-hmm. and enjoy the financial benefits, personally, of being a Hall of Famer. But once he's gone, stick him in the Hall of Fame, for sure. You know, uh, Joe Pettisdansky ranked 100 greatest players who are not in the Baseball Hall of Fame over the last however many months. Yeah. And uh, it made me think, like, there's guys like Double Duty Ratcliffe, which is a pretty, who's a pretty famous uh, Negro League player, and he did not, uh, he did not make it. Now, he probably eventually will one day, but like, he didn't die that long ago. He lived a very long life. He lived well into the 2000s, and it's like, hey, you should have put that guy in while he was alive. You know what I mean? It's nice yeah. to put him in afterwards, yeah. Sure for any like uh, descendants, but man, yeah, it's just the opposite, right? Like that's what that's what they should say to Bonds and and Clemens. Like the day you die, you're in the Hall of Fame. Well, not, I and mean, I obviously support them being in, but I'm saying yeah. if you're not going to put them in, like th- that is an interesting idea. So let let's talk about this year's ballot for a second. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think okay. we we've done this in past years, so it's not a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. But who, who did you have on your ballot this year? Well, no, we said last year. We said last year that um, no one was getting in. I believe we did say that on the podcast last. Yeah, year. but in terms of who would you have voted for this year? Okay, so um, my ballot would have been Bonds and Clemens. Obviously, yeah, me too. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, Andrew Jones. Yes, me too. I, you know, I I didn't know that Andrew Jones had a domestic violence situation. So apparently, I, I, Omar Vizquel has one also. 
Yeah, so like I did see someone like a very uh, a stat nerd guy say he wouldn't vote for him, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But then he's like, yeah, and he mentioned it, I didn't realize. So if you leave, I have no problem leaving somebody off for that. Um, but I, but you know, I, you have to assume that a lot of people are not good, and you just have to, you know, vote. You have to vote for who the good players are. So yeah, Jones, I have, I have Manny for sure. I have Schilling and Sheffield is six. Um, I Scott Rowland. I had Roland and Pettit, and then I had um, Sosa, who you didn't have, who I think you don't even have. Like, even if you had a, you don't think he's all famous, even if you only had nine, if I'm not mistaken. No, so Pettit, Pettit is not close. Pettit's thirteenth on my ballot this year. Mm -hmm. He's not even a top hundred pitcher of all time. He's fine. He was, he was, he was a very good pitcher. Uh, Yeah, and then, and then my tenth spot would go to Billy Wagner. Yeah, so I have Bonds, Clemens, Schilling with the asterisk that I actually wouldn't vote for him while he's alive. Uh, Ramirez. Scott Rowland, Andrew Jones, those are the six like no brainers, like absolutely have to be Hall of Famers in my opinion. They're all like mm-hmm. top ten all time at their position. Not shilling, but you know, there's a million starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. And then my next four, who I think are borderline, are Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Sammy Sosa, Gary Sheffield. I would vote for Wagner because uh, he's the fourth best relief pitcher of all time, and so you know we should have. Uh, if you're the fourth best of something, you should be in the Hall of Fame. And then Sheffield, I have ahead of Sosa by a little bit. Um, you know, I understand like Sosa's historical value, but again, he's already in the museum for what he did with the home run race. Right. But his overall offensive performance, you know, he has a 128 career OPS plus. So eh. uh, Sheffield's like historically bad defensively, but was so terrifying at the bat. And Todd Helton, people want to devalue him because you know he played in cores or whatever, but his his OPS plus is five points higher than Sosa's. So and he was a good defensive first baseman, whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. By the um, way, this is a, maybe this is a slightly hot take, but the guy who was getting made fun of because he put in eight guys, and then he added Tory Hunter and Latroy Hawkins to his ballot because he thought Hawkins was a good guy and he didn't want him to have the embarrassment of not getting a single vote. I think that's yeah. great. I don't think that's a bad thing. If if you it doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah. If if you're yeah. if you weren't going to vote for someone anyway, if you weren't going to vote if, for if them, it's a, a nice gesture for a guy who everyone yeah. says is a good guy. What's the difference? Yeah, who, would you, have, who would you have given your good guy vote to between Hunter, Hudson, Burley, Heron, Aramis Ramirez, AJ Burnett, Barry Zito, Shane Victorino, Nick Swisher, Troy Hawkins, Michael Kadire? I mean, I, I I was never a Zito guy, never a Danny Heron guy, so um, I don't know. I might have given it to Tim Hudson, but he already like he he actually stayed on the ballot. I'd give it to uh, Swisher for parting with Jen the night he got eliminated from the class. Oh, that's right. Famously, famously, Nick Swisher for turning yeah. down your friend or whatever. Yeah. I don't um, think anything happened. That part was just made up for Dutch. Oh, maybe maybe Aramis Ramirez. I feel like he was a good guy, Aramis Ramirez. He was very popular for fantasy in the late 90s. Yeah. Aramis Ramirez was, uh, for you kids out there, he was like Corey Seager. Kyle Seager, excuse me. But you know, but maybe had a... a no, Kyle game. Seager was, was, is a better glove, worse bat. Ramirez is all was, but all like bad. very consistent. I think like Aramis uh, Seager's like yeah. famous for just having the exact same numbers every single year. Although now I yeah. think he's Aramis is my number thirty third baseman of all time, so that's solid. Mm-hmm. But I, he was very consistent. Like he was never really up or down. No, he always had mm. the yeah. I don't have his year by year performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, but there's nothing to discuss. Nobody's making the Hall of Fame, which I guess is good in the sense that like probably you know a bunch of people getting together in upstate New York might not be the best idea in you know in the middle of the summer. Well, they're getting together anyway because Jeter. They didn't. They didn't induct Jeter and Walker last. Year. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Oh, oh, so maybe that's why you had to leave a blank ballot because you want Jeter to get in all alone. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's why there was fourteen blank ballots, and some years there's like four. Yeah, three. I don't know. Um, you know what we Whatever. can talk about? We can talk about the football Hall of Fame for a second, also. Okay. So uh, let's go through the um, 
15 finalists. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's start with the obvious. Peyton Manning, there's nothing discussed. They discussed his candidacy for 13 seconds, Peter King. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Whereas most most people who are on the fence get about 25 minutes. Okay. Um, and I think Charles Woodson is an automatic also. Charles Woodson is definitely getting in. Yeah. He's a lock. So those two, those spots are completely taken. There's really nothing to discuss there. Um, so then from the other spots, you have three receivers who are probably fighting each other. Torrey Holt, underrated. Calvin Johnson, uh, certainly a Hall of Fame talent. And how long did he play? And Reggie Wayne, who I think is probably certainly ahead of Holt, but you could argue maybe ahead of Calvin in terms of getting in. Then you have the two li- two linemen, who are Tony Baselli, who played at a very high level, but for a very short amount of time. And Alan Fanica, who was sort of the opposite, no, who played at like a pretty high level for a long time. I mean, Fanica was an all pro year after year after year, so he was better than Baselli. Like, Baselli does not belong in this ballot. Uh, I don't really, nuts I, I sort of disagree. I, I think there were not a lot of great guards in like the in, in, in the 2000s. I, I never thought Fanica was like a super duper star. Well, guards but, are not uh, as high profile as tech. I, I understand, understand that. I, and yeah. We had Fanica for a year. Like, I mean, it was already towards the end of his career, but he was like the fourth best guy on that. Mark Sanchez line, probably. Yeah. Um. I, all right, so Baselli and Fanica, I think probably neither of them get in. Certainly not Baselli this year. If you get to the 15-year after year, you eventually probably get in. Yeah. Baselli um, uh, should not, but apparently he will because it's been decided. Um. And then the, the D linemen are Jared Allen, who I don't think will probably ever get in. What, really? And, oh, he for sure will, just not this year. Yeah, and, and then Richard Seymour, who's probably ahead of him even though he certainly shouldn't be. Because of the Pats and he's high profile and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the linebackers, Zach Thomas, Clay Matthews, and Sam Mills. I don't think any of them – Sam Mills is no longer with us, right? I don't think any of them uh, have any momentum to get in. Yeah. None of those guys are getting in. So, okay, uh, here's who I would put in in order. Well, let me me say the – I didn't say the defensive backs. So besides Woodson who's getting in, there's Lynch and Butler – Lynch, I, I would have to guess, is ahead of Butler in the voters' minds. Yeah. And Randy Barber is the only cornerback left. Now, they don't like uh, to put two guys at the same position, which is why Ronnie's yeah, in trouble with Woodson yeah. there. Zach so Thomas finally is a finalist. I don't know what's taken him so long. Right. He didn't even get into the finals last year. You have him as Hall of Famer. So yeah. other than Manning and Woodson, who gets the other three spots? So if it was up to me, uh, my five are Peyton Woodson, Ronde, Fanica, and Zach Thomas. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think that's who's going to get in because I think they'll put in a receiver. I think a receiver will probably make it through. Yeah. Um, but I think Fanica is is probably the third most likely. Rondi was considered a Hall of Famer when he retired. I don't. It was not like a. I don't considered... understand what's taking him so long. Is it because people don't like his brother? No, I don't think so. Because everyone li- likes Rondi. He's also very popular. It's a little strange. He wasn't very flashy for a good cornerback. He was very quiet, especially compared to his bro. You wouldn't know who he was honestly if not for Tiki. Um, I mean, uh, so I he think... he won a, he won a Super Bowl and like he was a prominent part of that Super Bowl. Yeah, I he mean, was, you could make a case they he put was the he was high... second on the uh, Chester Playoff MVP that year behind his teammate Derek Brooks. Mm-hmm. By the way, th- that year that, game. that yeah. year by ballot is all defensive players, which is the only time I've ever had that. It's number one Derek Brooks, number two Ronnie Barber, number three Dwight Smith, uh, number four Simeon Rice. So four bucks, one, two, three, and four. Yeah. So and, I rewatched um, and then Julian Peterson lot. on San Francisco. I really had like, a I watched of a lot games. of old games as I've discussed, and maybe hopefully I'll get back to that. If Chester ever joins me, we could we could really make something of that. But I have like 600 entries of the thousand greatest football players, and when I rewatch that game, Simeon Rice is by far the best player on the field. So I, I, I in, think in the Super probably, Bowl, in the Super Bowl, he's he's yeah. but he but I, I he had I, four I, sacks I in three games. 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, probably he's if if you looked at the tape, he's probably the Chester MVP. Yeah. Of, well, Rondé he's unblockable. But you're talking about one game. I'm talking about all three games. No, I know, but I I, I Rondé, watch the conference championship game also. Rondé Barber in three playoff games has four turnovers, two interceptions, and two mm-hmm. fumbles. He scores a touchdown. He has a sack. He has ten passes knocked down. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it's also funny because that team allows um, ultimately what are they allow? thirty four points in that game, even though all of them are slow of them at the very end, right? Um, but enough. No, that's not the score. No, they allow twenty one. They allow twenty one. It was forty eight twenty one. Sorry. You know, every year I do the who won the Super Bowl, who lost in the MVP thing, and put it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm gonna have to re memorize that this year and do but it. But you don't have the scores memorized. I, yeah. I usually don't do the scores. No. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I'll say my prediction will be Manning, Woodson, Fanica, Reggie Wayne. And Calvin Johnson. I'll say both receivers get in. You think two receivers get in? I think so. I have Wayne a smidge above Holt. I, I don't have either one in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, it's fine if they make it. Calvin Johnson was much better than both, obviously, and did it without the quarterbacks that those guys had. All right, this baby's got to pipe down. Yeah. Well, my wife is busy watching 90 Day Fiance and playing yeah. uh, Candy Crush. Playing, no, take, tell her to take the baby for a minute. Yeah. Well, she takes them all night. That's that's her, that's always her retort. Until this baby like stops nursing, I have no retort to her about anything, which is really annoying. And by the way, I would totally help. I would help with the nursing if I could, but I can't. You know, it's not my fault. You'd split it, you think? I mean, if it was physically possible, I assume it'd be fifty-fifty. No, I I feel like if it was possible, I still wouldn't split it. <laughs> do you think if I could nurse, I would do half the nursing? No, would I nurse at all? No, not at all. I change a lot of diapers. What? Is, this is no. This is a lie. They. I. I'm the king of changing diapers. I don't know what you're talking about. This lady. Oh, the other thing is, it's so easy for her to get him to be quiet because she just feeds him, right? Like I don't have that ability. So what else? Uh, what else are we discussing? Real organized right. podcast we have here today. Very organized. We, we, right, brought, we well, brought we brought the meat on the patron side. If you're not a patron, uh, we had almost three hours last night. Uh, we yeah. had Seinfeld. We had in and of itself. Yeah, you. I, I, I joined. It, we, we, we. You joined your own first. podcast. Yeah, yeah. I joined my own podcast for a few minutes. We recorded it first. You put it, I think, at the end. But we yeah. talked about a great Hulu show. Uh-huh. Would you call it a movie? Like when we ra- do rankings next year, is is in and of itself going to be a movie or a TV show? It's a one part. No. It, yeah. You're you're you got to have more than two parts to be. If you have two parts, you're a two part movie. I think three well, parts no, is the minimum it's, it's for a miniseries. It's not a miniseries. Com- it's, it's a it's, show. It's like a, but it's like the comedy specials. You almost have to rank it with the stand-up stuff. Yeah, so you can ar- yeah, so you can argue in stand-up specials some kind of movies. That's a separate ranking. Okay. I think Oz, the definition is it has to be in theaters for one day, right? Yeah, but th- that's tricky now because there are no theaters. Yeah. I don't know what he does for 2020. Well, I wanted to go through uh, the Hall of Fame people and say, will they get in or not, okay? Ever? Yes. Okay. Okay, so Schilling seventy one point one, he will never get in. He's only on the ballot for one more year. Oh, you, oh, you right? mean through? You mean through the BBWAA voting only? Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget about veterans committee. Okay, well, yeah, of course he's not making it because yeah, right. he's Bonds not and Clemens. Bonds year. and Clemens will make it on the veterans committee, right? But but next year they won't make it. You're saying? No, of course, no. They didn't gain any ground this year. They, yeah, they got they gained no ground. Yeah. They they have maxed out their voters, mm. so they're going to be done. Scott Rowan will sail in. Probably not next year. He's at 52.9. He probably needs one more year after that. But he's I going. still don't understand the logic. How does guy go from 35 to 52? Like, who Happens are these people? every year. Happens I know, but year. it's so dumb. I mean, I'm glad because he deserves it, and it annoyed me that, mm-hmm. like, Jim Edmonds didn't, like, dropped off a ballot after one year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad Rowan will be, and he should be in. And third base is the most underrepresented position. Yeah. So I'm glad. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, Omar Vizquel seems to have peaked the other way with the non-stat people at 49.1. I don't think he ever gets in. He went back. Yeah. So nobody. So historically, they said nobody ever top 50 and didn't make it was like the historical rule. And Omar mm-hmm. Vizquel makes it at 53% in just his third year last year. And I was worried because um, he was a very bad offensive player. And I think defensively he was fine, but like there's this narrative now. Oh, he was the greatest shortstop. Like we watched him. Did anybody talk about him? It was like no, he was a, he was a very good shortstop. He wasn't like a historic. He wasn't Ozzy Smith, and people are pretending he was. And that annoys me. Yeah, uh, Billy Wagner, I think will make it. He's at forty six point four. He has momentum. The ballot is about to get a lot emptier. He's only got three years left. Four I years think left. he. Yeah, four years, I think. I think he will get in. Todd Helton will also probably get in. He's a 44.9. He's got plenty of time. Oh, wow. You're, you're much more generous than all these guys. No, I think, he's, I think he's going to get in. Uh, Gary Sheffield at 40.6 probably won't. He will probably make a run, but I think he probably peters out at about 62 or something. He's got three more years uh, left. Yeah. Andrew Jones, I don't think so. He's no. only, He only hit 33% this year. He didn't have a big jump. So He did. He was 19 I, last year. I know, but I... I, I he almost doubled his vote. What year is this for Jones? This is This is his fourth year. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. He's going to keep going up. So eventually, you get close. He he's basically a any... year behind Roland on the trajectory. Unless it, you know. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't have any steroid suspicion on him like Roland, which is positive. Kent is never getting in. Uh, Thirty-two point four percent. Manny is stuck at twenty-eight. Sosa really has never had any support at seventeen. Pettit even less. Kind of shocking because you'd think Pettit would be, other than the steroid stuff, would be beloved by the old school voters. They would love Andy Pettit. And yeah. then forget about Burley. Uh, Burley. Burley Hunter. Abreu and Hudson, good to them. They all made it on the ballot. But, Abreu yeah. made it second year in a row. He was at 5.5% last year. Yeah. By the way, Bobby Abreu had, I think, like 58 career wars. I don't know. I think he had 59. This yeah. fell. He's just I, I guess because he had the he had the, the domestic violence also. But I like Vizquel so. fell from 52 to 49. Yeah. I don't know. I always make fun of people change their minds. But I, I actually did change my mind on Schilling. I always said I would vote for Schilling because I don't care what you did off the field. And I change it now. Uh, I've, been, I've read, read enough articles. I've been convinced. There are such financial and reputational advantages to being a Hall of Famer. I don't mm-hmm. think he deserves that in his life. So I, I would have voted for Schilling each of the last seven years, whatever, and I, I would not have voted from this year or next year. Mm-hmm. But again, the day he dies. Listen, Schilling, do the right thing. As the FBI once said to Martin <laughs> Luther King, do the right thing and you'll get in the Hall of Fame. All right? It's right, in your hands. Right. Oy vey. He's a Nazi. He wants me dead. I'm not allowed to want him well, dead. I'm, I'm talking about the Martin Luther King thing. Ah, <laughs> that I referenced that. Sorry. No, I mean – uh, yeah. It's just history. No, the um, FBI wrote a letter and told them, "quote Do the right thing," mm-hmm. and they meant go kill yourself. So, yeah, classy Crazy. folks. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do? I, all right, how about this? If you're still listening, I apologize. <laughs> if you're still listening, but um, let let us know. We have a lot of uh, we have a lot of space in the next six months. What should we do? Think of like brackets for bracket season for thirty two fans. Well, what's about the greatest hundred plays of all time? Have you done work any work that. there? We could work on that. that I think that's a project, but we, we could do that. It's not a project um, for me. It's ready to go. I, I got to go back and look through stuff, but I could do that. But what else? What else should we do? I, I've always wanted to do national anthem rankings. What do you think about that? It's it's impossible. I, I started downloading them. Like, let's say minimum, and a lot of them are four or five minutes, but let's just say for argument's sake that each one's one minute long. What if we listen to a clip of them? Yeah. That's 200 countries. That's three and a half hours just listening to them before you even discuss them or rank them or anything. Well, what? Also, it's what really if, boring. If you don't know the language, you don't know what the hell's going on. Try, I, I tried. What if to we like had the like best thirty-two? What if like we like found lists of other people saying here are the good ones and put them in a bracket? I mean, that's a little more reasonable to to shorten the uh, assignment a little bit. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes it a little bit more. But if manageable. other people have crazy rankings, like give us some ideas. Uh, we could do is we could also do a Zoom 
I don't know. Maybe I'll get the vaccine. I'll come. We'll do a yucky juice store. <laughs> oh, what about a pie tournament? We were discussing pie a lot on last night's podcast. Pie? Yeah. But but we'd have to make pies. Like, you'd have to, like, everyone's going to make. Well, a- I- Allie apparently is a queen pie maker. Why doesn't she come to my house one day and uh, make a bunch of pies and then we eat them? I think a pie tournament is the greatest idea I've ever heard. Okay. But yeah, yeah. but would we have 16 pies? But I, obviously this is like a post-COVID thing. But it is yeah, the, well, the, yeah. Well, we were supposed to do a, a, a virtual tournament, but uh, you claim that you couldn't buy anything. Do you think we could do house. a pie tournament and a yucky juice tournament? On the same day? Yeah, like, well, it's soda and pie. Pungent pie. Who, who are you, George Costanza? Well, how many, how many pies do you think one person could make? I mean, we would need 16. But one person's going to make 16? Can, how many pies can fit in your oven? Uh, let me ask Jen. She's right here. How many pies could fit in our oven? What? Like, we got two rows. Mm-hmm. I say six pies. We can fit six pies. Actually, but I no. think this... If they're small, you could fit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'd say 12 well, they can't pies. Be small. We need to eat the pies. They can't be I, that small. But everybody's eating it. I say we could fit 12 pies. Can we fit 12 pies in our oven? An eight inch, an eight inch uh, diameter pie? I don't know. It's, it's an amazing idea. You think your wife would allow the pie, pie tournament to happen in the house? Why not? Post COVID, no. my wife loves to host. My wife is the like loves hosting everything. Yeah, she let the beer tournament happen. She was in a good mood. Yeah, she was in a great mood. She she enjoys hosting. Uh, I'm not sure how she does about pies in general. It is weird. Like we have this whole thing with Shabbat, right? Where you have friends over. You like you have company. Like we call it company, right? You have a couple come over with their kids, and then you go to them, and then your good friends you're on regular rotation with, right? Yeah, well, pre two thousand, but yeah, and then and now it's gone. So like Whatever now, you, you just owe like a hundred different families meals. Like, how's this going to so work? So I, I saw somebody had a tweet like you know in like May or something that said you know when COVID's over, we start from scratch. Nobody owes anybody had any Shabbos meals. That's I think that's that works. Nobody owes anybody a meal. We start. You have to start. You could pick your friends over again. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, but it's going to be a little bit of like a like it's going to be a like a free for all. I feel like yeah, if you don't get the first invite, it's going to be a little. You're going to be offended. Hmm. Yeah. Although the truth is, the cool people are probably already doing the advice. Oh yeah, like the losers uh, who are staying home, who are actually following the rules. Some yeah. people probably never stopped. Yeah, uh, in certain communities, that's probably true. You know, chomping at the bit. No, Jen's got no plans for uh, for Shabbos invites. When did, I want a prediction for when she thinks that will happen again. When well, she, she will... she's fully vaccinated. She says to me that as soon as I'm vaccinated, we can go start partying. The problem is that who knows when I'm going to be. Yeah, you should come here. Yeah, I you know. Get it tomorrow. I would like to, but, you know, the problem is they won't let me in the country. Yeah, our clinic, for some reason, won't give it to us, but there's four – the way the socialized medicine he- works here is there's four different sort of companies. So there is competition, which is good, like vying for your your business. And okay. so for whatever reason, ours is the slowest on the vaccines. So, like, all of our friends just got a call, like, hey, show up at 5, and, you know, you'll wait online, and you'll get it. Can you and switch we- or no? I mean, I don't think so. Like, we could, I guess. We could switch the whole family. It's probably a ton of paperwork. Mm. Not worth it. But it's very annoying. It's probably not worth it. But what they did is they went 65 plus, 60 plus, 55 plus, 50 plus, 45 plus. They're 35. I thought they were 35. No. They went to 40 plus, and they skipped 35 to go to 16 to 18-year-olds to vaccinate kids so they could take their, like, the equivalent of, like, the regents' exams, like the state exam tests to get into college and normal stuff. They skipped. 39-year-olds to 18-year-olds and went straight mm. to 18 to 16. Mm. So you're you're very so, embittered. Well, I'm not embittered. I'm just you never leave the house anyway, so who really cares? 
Yeah, but uh, like we have to make a bat mitzvah. Next week is supposed to be my daughter's bat mitzvah. Like we oh, gotta, next... we gotta get stuff. Done. Well, what's it's delayed. I assume it's not happening this yeah, week. Obviously, right? no. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get the vaccine. It's delayed. So if you don't have it on like her specific birthday weekend, then you can do whatever you want. Like it doesn't matter. It's just you can pick any weekend ever. But that's gonna happen. Also, there's gonna be a one week. It's gonna be like, all right, it's over, party time. Oh, there's fourteen hundred bar mitzvahs that that weekend. Yeah. So. There's gonna be six thousand weddings. I don't know. Just feel like it, if it, I guess it'll be more gradual. You said on on Renap or some podcast, you don't even like going to weddings anymore. No, I don't know why I said that. I, yeah. I like. I, I love weddings. I like weddings. I don't like wearing suits anymore. So I don't like getting dressed up for. But weddings. in Israel, nobody wears a suit to a. Well, that's why I like it here. You don't have to wear yeah. a suit to a wedding. I haven't really. Mary says I've worn one suit. I didn't even remember, but she says I've worn one suit since I moved here in 2012 uh-huh. for her sister's wedding. I have no recollection. You have a suit in the closet, though. I have many suits in the closet. They just don't fit, I'm sure, and they're probably very old-fashioned at this point. Why are you taking them from house to house, then, if you're never going to... I mean, I am a big believer. You know the thing about, like, the turn everything upside down? Put everything in your closet with the hangers backwards, and at the end of the year, if it's still backwards, give it away. If you went through a whole whole year... Here's the thing. Not, I mean, a normal year, not a COVID year, obviously. I I don't want to try on the suits, and that's why I keep them, because I know, I like... I'm sure that, first of all, suit fashion has changed. I'm sure they're, like, not very stylish, the suit in 2020. Yeah, but eventually it works its way around again. Maybe, but I don't want to, like, I hate trying on clothes. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. Like, going, I would go to the store with my mom, and she'd be like, Kiva, try on these jeans, and I'd have to go to, like, I hate that so much. So, and I still do that. Like, I'll still go, not recently, but, like, a few years ago, I would go to the store with her. The one wedding I went to during COVID, uh, our mutual friend Shmaria was wearing his wedding suit, and it looked quite dated, I will say. It was very circa 2006. So I'd like to throw out my suit, but I can't throw out my suit until I get a new suit. But I'm not going to get a new suit until I have to get a new suit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, only th- going to do this is it. completely circular illogic. If you don't need... No, it makes you... sense. It no, makes how, sense. How does it make sense? Because I'm very lazy. And also, like, what... Like, I'm going to go to the, the suit store now and get fit? Like, I don't want... I don't know. No, you just said. You don't wear suits, so you don't need to go get a suit. Yeah, and but then... I'm going to have to, like... Then the, the second I throw out those suits, four weddings are going to okay. break If out. you ever face a circumstance... Guaranteed. Alright, whatever. And I don't like shopping, so I don't want to go buy the suit. I might never I the wedding. But, day but we were, we we already established you're never gonna wear a suit in Israel, right? So you would need a suit what? For like your sister's wedding in America? Is no, that I what think Mary's brother I'd have to wear a suit at at his wedding in Israel. Why? My brother got married in Israel, I didn't wear a suit. Yeah, but I feel like he's a suit guy. I feel like people I feel like I'm gonna have to wear a suit, walk down the aisle or whatever. Eh, I walked down the aisle. I was I now I actually was wearing the pants from my tuxedo, but without the shirt without the jacket. Yeah, I mean that was outdoors. Yeah, it was. It was like just like a million people on top of each other. There's almost. It was almost like no. There almost was no aisle. No, it was just like. But, up but front. it was a pretty standard Israeli wedding. Yeah, yeah, it was standard. But I'm saying like it's hard for people to. I mean, most Israeli weddings. I've never been to. A, I've never been to a chuppah in Israel that was indoors. But it's everyone crowded around. It's not like everyone's seated outside. It's everyone standing outside. Well, I, I've never been to an Israeli wedding where everybody's seated either. Yeah, but the listeners don't know that everyone's standing at the wedding. Oh, I'm trying yeah, to paint it's a picture much, with words. It's it's a much it's a much less formal affair. Like for example, they instead of like getting a formal invitation in the mail embroidered, they take an invitation and they put it on a tack board in like the center of town, and they just say everybody come basically. No, that's not what your brother did. He no, but I mean that's what many people the ultra orthodox maybe. No, they would. When I was in yeshiva, like every everybody got married, they just stick an invitation you know on the They also um, people would be like they have the thing where you give the gifts in a lockbox. There's like a there's like a safe. Well, they do cash. Yeah, yeah. Only only cash. cash in Israel. Nobody's giving anything but cash, which is how it should be. Well, they don't really do checks. It's not a big check country either. It's straight cash only. It's straight cash. I, I mean, I guess there are checks. I I have famously written I think two checks in my whole life. 
Hmm. Is that because you're that, but that's not because you're using the apps. It's because Mara is paying the checks for you. The I bills. mean, if uh, yeah, I think we still pay our rent in checks. Maybe I I, actually, I honestly don't know if we pay our rent online or in checks. That's how hmm. uninvolved I am with with our life. That's good. Yeah, I, well, I try and stay out of trouble. I mean, Mara said I'm change diapers. I change diapers. Yeah. When's the last time you changed a diaper? Well, we don't have we haven't had a kid in diapers in a long time. Our, our youngest is turning. How, how many diapers have you changed of somebody who wasn't your child? Why would I change? Well, what am I going on the street and changing kids' uh, diapers? What does that mean? No, like a niece or nephew. Well, you're anti niece and nephew. Well, I had sisters. So. I had sisters. I had yeah, to change my sister's diaper. Okay, so there you go. Once I changed one of them. Once Merritt used to change the little one. She would like mm. watch her and change it. I changed one of my sister's diapers one time for tickets to a Met playoff game, and I called my friend over to help me. Who has changed more ticket. of your youngest child? Who has changed more of his diapers? You or his oldest sister? Oh, it's a good question. Mara, who changed more of Yosef's diapers, me or Ella? Well, I know what she's going to say. You sure? She's not going to say okay. you. Yeah, Mara There's no chance. Yeah, she said but, she but, changed two, so yeah. This is not true. <laughs> this is revisionist history. Yeah. Brought to you by Malcolm Gladwell. A couple podcast recommendations before we go. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. I listened to some of the true crime podcast uh, suggestions from Kirsten. Uh, so did I. Which ones did you listen to? Um, I listened to a couple of them. Uh, remind me what they are, and I'll tell you which ones I listened to. So I listened to the one about the Mormon church called Short Creek. No, I didn't listen to that one. It's like a 10-parter about the polygamists, and it's crazy stuff. Marrying 14-year-olds. And oh, the fundamentalists. Everyone's... Not the fundamentalists. The FLDS. No, no I'm yeah. sorry. Not Mormons. The FDLS yeah. or FL, what are yeah. FLDS. Um, wild. I, you know, like I watched the What's It Called? Big Love. I've watched mm-hmm. documentaries, but I didn't realize like, you know, they're they're really out there operating, doing whatever they want, it sounds like. But the main guy's in prison for life. So that's not that's not great for him. Yeah. Um, well, worse for his victims, but yeah. Yeah, much worse. I'm just saying, like, I guess the, I was saying, like, yeah. they operate with impunity, but I guess not really since the. So, did you watch the one about the Hollywood, um, the the scammer who's getting him to yeah. fly to Indonesia? Yeah, that is called. Uh, that is what's that called again? The Hollywood con, con, con queen. queen, the yeah. con queen, Hollywood con queen. So I, wa- I watched that one, and then I watched Listen, Dying. It's I a watched, podcast. I, yeah, I listened to that. I listened to Dying for Sex. Did you also. like the Hollywood con queen? Yeah, it was good. I thought it was very good. I do. I do think it sort of got worse at the end. Yeah, because it's – I realized – I don't like when they – actually, with both the podcasts, I'm talking about this happened. I don't like when they tell me that there's that they're sort of recording it like in real time. Like I want to think that they record the whole thing and produce it ahead of time so they know how it's going to end because I don't like finding out, oh, I'm not going to get a resolution here. And spoiler alert. Yeah. But. Well, Serial did that. By the way, Serial, uh, they're on like eight years before between seasons. What well, it's, it's, good, it's good that nobody was like stuck at home with looking for things to listen to in 2020. What a bunch of losers. Yeah. Hate, what are they doing? I freaking hate Serial. Um, yeah. yeah, and and uh, uh, what's it? Dying alone. What's it called? Dying for sex. Okay, so that's oh, about a different one. No, no, d- dying for sex. That's about two. Wi- that's about two women. One of whom is dying and decides to like, you know, throw caution to the wind. Basically. Yeah, that podcast really it really travels very very far in just like ten episodes, or whatever. It was quite well done. I thought. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. It's, okay, it, fine. Yeah, it does a lot. That podcast. Interesting. Trying to think what else I've listened to recently. Yeah, I think, I think other... in the future we should actually have plans for the podcast before we start recording. Okay, we could do that. We huh. could do that. Listen, we're new here. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah. Um. Do you want to have next week? Would you rather do a Royal Rumble preview? A preview. Or would you like re- no a Royal Rumble review? Whatever. Review. Okay. Or, or should we have a fan on um of for the Chiefs and of the Bucks? 
and and pre and preview the Super Bowl. The the Bucks uh, fans are not happy with me. No. Well, that guy say hop. He's always mad. He always thinks. That oh, we're Scotty. The, yeah, Scotty. He thinks we're always shorting the Bucks. Yeah. Um. And uh, I know Chief, a good Chiefs fan. I assume the Chiefs fans are happy with me. I've been rooting. I always root for them. I'm going to root for Mahomes every year of his career. That the Vikings. Once the Vikings are eliminated, I will root for Mahomes because. That I want the best quarterback to also be the guy with the most Super Bowls, so I don't have to deal with this dumb narrative of "oh, you won the most Super Bowls, therefore you're the best." So. No, I agree. I'm rooting for Mahomes. I'm definitely rooting for Mahomes in this. Yeah, case. yeah, but I, I would have been rooting for him. I was rooting for him over like of the final four. My order was Kansas City, big drop, Buffalo, enormous drop, Green Bay, drop, Tampa. That was my order of yeah. rooting interests. Yeah, one day it'll be us. Yeah, probably not. Although right, your team, this, Deshaun yeah. Watson. Has your team on his shortlist? That's guess pretty what? Good. I like Deshaun Watson, but guess what he did this year? He got the freaking fourth pick in the draft while playing every game with a, probably a better roster than what we have. So I'm not, you know, running but, to the Super I mean, Bowl yet. He, he was he was he was very good this year. In fact, it was arguably the best year of his career. No, he was great. But yeah. you know, they need to put a team around him, and the Texans didn't do that. There's no guarantee that the Jets franchise can do it, but I can hope. Yeah, you can hope. The, what they have right now is all their draft picks. So if they nail the quarterback in the draft. They still have those draft picks around them, but if they get Watson, they have the quarterback, but they're going to get rid of all of those draft picks. So they don't really have a way to rebuild the team. So I'm not sure what to do. Uh, Obviously, yeah, I, I mean Watson. I'm just saying I don't think Watson will automatically make the team good or even decent. But well, he immediately becomes the best player. In he's Jets 20, he's 25 years old. He's 25 years old. No, no, no like, I agree. I agree. Your windows is, is get him and worry about everything else later. I agree. No, listen, I'm not even questioning Watson. I'm just saying. Yeah. It sounds like you're questioning a little bit. No, I'm just saying don't, you know, don't uh, buy Super Bowl tickets for next year yet if the Jets get Watson. Okay, for next year, correct. They should not buy Super Bowl tickets for next year. Next year would be a a tad preemptive for the uh, Deshaun Watson-led Jets. Does Dr. Jen want to go to the Super Bowl? She is a vaccinated healthcare worker. Yeah, I saw they were giving them to those people. I don't think she's interested. Although she does like Tom Brady a lot. Could she get a ticket to the Super Bowl but then resell it? Resell it to who? I, to, to the highest bidder. What do you mean? It's a, there's only twenty two thousand tickets oh. in the Super Bowl. They're in demand. To sell it to somebody who, who who's not vaccinated. Should the Super Bowl though? be all people who are vaccinated, but as many people as can come as like who are vaccinated, like as want to come? Shouldn't it just be vaccinated people? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Should there be like a vaccinated section and an unvaccinated section? Mm, like smoking and not smoking. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Maybe all society yeah. should really be like that. I mean, that's what I think. That's what some people are afraid of. That you're gonna have, walk, have to walk around with some, you know, uh, like uh, vaccine card to show that you had a vaccine. Which I'm happy to do. I'll get on an airplane, you know, right afterwards. Although I've heard of a few people getting uh, sick after the second shot. So, I don't know. well, not sick with COVID. Sick with like, yeah, you you're sick for 24 hours usually. No, there's a there's. I mean, again, it's one in hopefully it's one in a million. But there's a rabbi. I, you might know he has. I won't say his name on the thing. Who like? Yeah, but, but he, he but yeah, but he may have had it before. He was after his second shot. Yeah, he, yeah, he tested positive a couple days after his second shot. But I think a week. Have... Oh, I thought it was less than that. It might be. I'm not sure. It might, I thought the numbers in Israel were like 0.4% of people with the second but shot. But they're not testing everybody. Yeah, that's true. So you can be... You can Asymptomatic. Have... Yeah, but most... Yeah. Like those people would never get tested. Anyway, all right. The baby's crying. Let's go. We apologize yeah, for this my, my wife held him for like 30 seconds and brought him back to me. 
Yeah, Real long. terrible job. We blame Dr. Jen. If you're unhappy with this episode, blame Dr. Jen. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, listen to the Patreon episode. The Patreon episode is much better than this episode. Okay. Which, how about, I have an idea. How about this? As an apology. As an yeah. apology. Mm-hmm. Why don't you drop uh, on the main feed, because we did a Patreon episode already. Why don't you drop the alphabet draft tomorrow also for the for the main feed? Okay. We said we'd do that. We never did it. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So regular listeners get uh, two podcasts this week, only one very mm-hmm. Okay. And we played the first thing that came to our heads Just so happened to be The best song in the world It was the best song in the world Look into my eyes and it's easy to see One and one make two, two and one make three It was destiny Once every hundred thousand years or so When the sun doth shine and the moon doth glow And the grass doth grow to say the beast was stunned a whip crack went his trumpet tail and the beast was done he asked us be you angels and we said nay we are but men Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.